Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast. Today is actually a special coronavirus edition. And today we have a special guest, Mark LeBlanc, a good friend of mine, a speaker, coach, trainer, author, Camino de Santiago Pilgrim, so many amazing things. And today's program is called Stay in Gear. And Mark is going to talk about his approach, his mindset, and actually some of the tactics he uses in his sales and business development efforts, and particularly how to stay in gear, even though we're in this valley that we're now calling the coronavirus pandemic. We're going to talk about doing whatever it takes. We're going to talk about the role of consistency in our sales efforts. We're going to talk about this idea of how we can stop making excuses for not getting going. We're going to talk about how important right now the role of compassion is in our sales and business development efforts. And finally, Mark's going to talk about a lesson that he brought home from the Camino so many years ago on resolve, resolve, doing what it takes. Stay tuned for some amazing ideas and insights from Mark LeBlanc as he talks to us about how being just in second gear and staying in that gear for 38 years has served him and his business and most important, his clients so beautifully and so well. So get ready to be inspired and activated in your sales and business development role. Podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. If you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. Hey, welcome everyone. Today we are honored to have a friend, a good friend of mine, Mark LeBlanc here as our special guest on this podcast. And as you'll hear in a few minutes, it is a very special podcast. Uh, We've already knowing what Mark's going to share, have decided to speed this one up to get it out there because of what's going on right now in the world around the coronavirus, because so many things Mark is able to share with us really fit well. You know, I've known Mark for a while and not only as a friend, as a coach, as a colleague in the speaking world, but Mark was also my mentor who guided me and pushed me around the edges as needed to get me on my Camino de Santiago journey a few years ago. And Mark himself is a pilgrim. He has walked the full Camino 500 miles each three times. Wow. And so that's an amazing accomplishment just by itself. Uh, And he's the author of four business books, including Growing Your Business, Building Your Consulting Practice, defining you. And I would call it a memoir, never be the same from one of, I believe that was his second journey on the Camino. Mm. Same time I was there. Uh, Mark is a past president of the National Speakers Association. In fact, he may share that he was there really at the humble beginnings of that organization. And, And he has created a foundation for young entrepreneurs. They just gave their 16th $3,000 grant to a kid with a dream to help them start or grow their own business. He also created, I think 20 years ago, something he calls the Achiever Circle, which is his anti-boot camp and was actually, he's planning this spring to do his 150th business retreat. So I'm excited to hear from Mark and to have our discussion today about all things business and sales and creativity. And I I, got to say this, Mark, if I'm correct, if I remember, 
your Growing Your Business book was written 20 years ago and still a lot of demand after 20 years. I'm still proud of it today. We are in the throes of releasing the 20th anniversary edition simply so I can get my junior high photo off the back cover. What I'm most proud of, in fact, I just got an order last week for 100 copies. We have over 800 quantity orders of that little book. Wow. Wow. Of 50 copies or more. And so for a small $10 book, I mean, it's just got some fundamental or essential tips and ideas that are just as relevant today as they were 20 years ago. Uh, I'm still proud of that little book. So I jumped into the books and I, you know, that was, I was sort of excited to hear more, but that was a little bit about you, but give us a little bit of the Mark story. I've been on my own my entire adult life. Uh, I just turned 59 when I was 21 years old. I had a job once for about six months. I was inspired by the two words, you were fired. <laughs> and I, I made a vow at 21 that I would do whatever it would take to make it on my own. Um, and I have. Um, I've had some good years. I've had some bad years. I've had some great years. And I've had a couple of ugly years that I would just as soon leave in my rear view. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some words that inspire a lot of people to branch out on their own, for sure. And just for clarity, you're talking about being out on your own. You're talking about actually owning your own business. Owning my own business. Okay. And from 21 to 31, I owned a creative graphics printing and mailing company. We positioned my little business as more of a marketing company with an in-house print department. And we sort of became that marketing company for practice, a lot of independent and practice professionals that needed a one-stop shop for creativity, for artwork, for typesetting, for printing, for mailing, for managing their database, printing labels, getting their monthly newsletter out. I mean, we did it all. Hmm. You know, I I guess that was my early uh, foray into doing things a little bit differently. But I've always been driven by a single question. And the question is always, what will serve the best of what my customers or what my clients need and want. And that has driven me for 38 years. My dream, even at 21, was to be a professional speaker uh, and an author and a a business uh, advisor or mentor or coach. And we talk about something in the National Speakers Association that we refer to as earning the right to speak. But at 21, even though I had the dream to do what I'm doing today, I felt strongly that I needed to go out and create that, that even a little chapter of business success. And so I took the next 10 years and built a business, sold it in 1992 to speak and train and write and coach full time. So I've been full time in my current business now uh, for 28 years. I feel the same today that I did in 1992 and even with, you know, some of the difficult times that we are experiencing, there's never been a better time um, to be on your own. I think the next 10 years are going to be amazing. I think we're going to get through this period um, with the coronavirus. 
I, I really believe we're going to come out of it on the other end stronger yeah. and better and connected, uh, more connected to what really matters in, in both our life uh, and our work. I had a question. I don't think I've asked you this before in any of our conversations over the years. And Craig made a comment that so many people were motivated or inspired by those words, you're fired. But the reality is a lot of people, I think, get instigated by that, but they don't really follow through and they don't really do anything different. And you at 21 decided, I'm going to do this my, on my own, not alone, but you at 21 had a level of commitment that's not the typical response to your fired. So do you remember what was going on for you? What was that thing that drove you to make that commitment? When I was 18, 19, 20, I never thought about being my own boss, but I really felt that I wanted to find a home that I could be committed to, you know, a job, a career. I, I was committed to the long term. Today, I refer to it as inspired friction. But the departing words of uh, my employer who let me go said to me, I don't think you have the work ethic to make wow. it out. Wow. And, and I think what we find in so many small business success stories of any type, that there's a defining moment, that there's somebody that pisses you off, you know, and, and if you pay attention to that, and quite frankly, I delivered pizzas at night while I was working to get my business launched uh, during the day. And I realized that I could deliver pizzas Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night from about four till two in the morning. And I could earn enough in that three or four night period, if I got all four shifts or three of the four shifts, I could earn enough to survive. And, and that's what got me in the game. And I don't remember how long, maybe five months or six months, and all of a sudden I didn't have to deliver pizzas anymore. But I guess at a very early age, I developed what I now call a whatever it takes attitude or whatever it takes mindset. I think that's so important right now, especially with the coronavirus. A lot of people are saying, okay, well, I don't have a job or I don't know what's coming. And maybe I want to take some job, maybe doing delivery or something. But what if somebody sees me, you know, and this, this whole issue of, I guess it's your pride comes up and says, okay, well, if they see me doing that, what would that mean? You know, would that mean that they don't think the same about me or whatever it is? And I would say, no, they would probably think more of you because you're actually taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there right now. When somebody says, okay, I'm going to take a lesser job for a period of time or in the evenings or whatever to help make ends meet during this time of startup. And I would say there's so many entrepreneurs that we could recommend. Just think about that as you're getting things started, do whatever you need to do to make ends meet. So it takes that financial pressure off of you so that you can remain creatively a powerhouse. Believe me. And and, and I say this in all humility, if I had to drive again, I would drive again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a cool peek behind the curtain because so many people who have not been in their own business think that everybody who owns a business just fell into it and it was easy from the beginning <laughs> until they hear the real life stories of what was going on. And you hear stories like yours of delivering pizza or the entrepreneur who, who got a cot and lived in their building for a couple of years because they, they couldn't afford the building and an apartment. 
Right. And, you know, they get to a place and not everybody does. But, you know, you put in the work and I honor you for putting in the work. And if I'm doing my math right, you put in the work in your first business. And now for 28 years, you've been putting in the work and continue in your current business as a speaker, author, coach. It's interesting because uh, I have a mature business model today mm-hmm. and, and I'm reaping the rewards today of that work that I put in. But, but candidly, while some people might put me on a pedestal, I'm still fighting the good fight every day. Uh, I do have some momentum behind me and I want to share with you how I created that and keep that going. If I shift into neutral, my numbers are gonna are gonna fall down in about 90 to 180 days. I have not arrived at a level of success. I've not been discovered and forever I will be well. I, I'm still doing the work. Well, you know, so, Mark, sure. in a conversation we had some time ago, maybe when I first met you, I think when we were doing our coaching together, there's a phrase you shared with me that stuck and it was stay in gear. Hmm. So what does that, you know, what does that mean for you? Well, in the long and short of it is, is that so many people and Craig, to your point about even in the startup phase, get caught up in what I call the getting ready to get ready (laughs) (laughs) mode. And they want the, they want the perfect website. They want the perfect folder with collateral materials in it. They don't want to go to a networking meeting unless they have the perfect elevator pitch or Jeff in our world. I mean, publishing a book, it's like, well, as soon as I get my book done, then I'm really going to put myself up. (laughs) You know, sometimes people have a love-hate relationship with me. They love me because I tend to be somewhat grounded and make sense, Uh, but they also hate me because I make sense. And, and one of the phrases that I'm known for that really pisses people off is never let the creation of a marketing tool get in the way of implementing or executing a marketing strategy. Oh my gosh, that is such great wisdom. I am definitely guilty of having been caught in the, in the creation mode so, okay. so many times. Now, now, now let me irritate you even more. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I was waiting for it. Gloves are off now. And and, and I will do this in a seminar presentation. Um, You know, I will say, uh, by a show of hands, um, how many of you, if I was, if I was to know what you do and, and I believed in you, if I told somebody to call you, and Craig, I'll use you. Mm-hmm. It's like, you need to call Craig because he can help you dot, 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 you know, make a huge difference in your work. If, if I did that for you, could you take that telephone call, have a conversation and make a sale? I did it today. And everybody will raise their hand and say, yep. Well, if you can take a call and make a sale <laughs> you can make a call <laughs> yeah but gosh i might be interrupting them mark 
Yeah, I could grow my business too if it wasn't for my customers. <laughs> well, I think one of the points that you make there, Mark, is you know when we talk about we want everything to be perfect and we want to get out there, I think there's a really good book by Eric Reese called The Lean Startup. And it is so, so important because what it talks about is getting something out there, shipping it. And then the key thing that we're doing is not generating revenue off of it. What we're doing is we're learning. And as we learn, we adjust. And as we adjust, just, yes, and the money will eventually start coming in. But until we launch something out there, we don't know what the response is going to be. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. The Impact Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Cartavera. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, resources, events, and a community to help you grow. At Cartavera, we believe that you can't grow a business bigger than you, that your company is limited by your growth. We blend personal growth with leadership, team, and business growth to give you a single place to grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. The Cartavera Tribe is a membership program like nothing else you've seen. In addition to training and resources, you'll also have access to Craig and Jeff, as well as masterminds, coaching, implementation plans, game days that challenge your thinking and accelerate your growth, and a personal growth Sherpa who will be your guide on the side to help you achieve your biggest goals. You can find out more at cartavera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. Or just click the link in the show notes. Welcome back. Mark, I hope you hear this as the compliment it's intended. But what I'm realizing about you is, and it probably pisses people off, (laughs) you're not sexy when it comes to business. (laughs) And my guess is you've had conversations with clients. I can just see it where you give them a secret sauce and they say, that's really good. And they look down and go, but what else you got? What's the real secret? (laughs) Well, that's kind of nice, but what's the, I want the big idea. Right. But you're not the big idea guy. You are the the simple, I mean, simple in a really beautiful way of this is how you do it. And it works. So you might want to try it. And it works over and over (laughs) and over again. So when we talk about simplicity, Mark, what comes to mind is what's going on right now. We are in the heat of the coronavirus right now. Businesses are being shut down. States are going to stay at home. You know, history is going to look back on this time with interest in terms (laughs) of what happens in this time, especially in business. And one of the defaults I'm seeing all day long is people are defaulting to cancel, stop, can't, wait. So what's your response? What's your offer to the people who are listening in the current state of affairs of how do you do this? Do you do it different? Do you do it the same? What do you have to say to them? Well, this isn't going to sound very nice, but but my first response is who cares? (laughs) (laughs) And, and now it, it, it's important to recognize first and foremost, there are a lot of hurting people out there right now. Absolutely. And, you know, there are many different business models, types, um, whether you're a small business restaurant, a small business retail store, a small business manufacturing, or some type of professional service provider. And, and I, I, I really do not mean that uh, smugly. My, my heart goes out to our listeners who are impacted, especially those who might be fine themselves but behind the curtain, they have a spouse who's afraid. Yes, that's a really good point. 
they have a son or a daughter who's a senior in high school and they he or she packed up their books in their bags to never have the prom or graduation ceremony. And my mother had emergency surgery two nights ago. Oh, wow. She's at high risk for an infection or heart attack or stroke. So, you know, I think compassion needs to be our next best practice. Yeah. Well put. When I say who cares, what I'm referring to is what I call the delivery track of your business model. And the word picture I like to share is think of your business as having three parallel train tracks. They're not competing tracks, they're parallel. And track one is what I call your business development train track. Track two is your delivery track. Track three is your money and cash flow track. Our emotions run on our cash flow. Hmm. Our ego runs on the delivery track. And so when you think about things being canceled, you got your focus on your delivery track. And you have no control over whether something gets canceled or not. Yeah. What you do have control over is your business development track. And, and when I say, or your, to your question, Jeff, about staying in gear, I have been in second gear without a stop for 67 months in a row. I've hit, I've hit my monthly sales target by, by staying in second gear. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tortoise in the hair. I've never shifted into neutral nor have I ever kicked it into a higher gear. Interesting. And one of the ideas or uh, uh, pearls of wisdom that I like to share is consistency beats commitment. Wow. um, In all areas of your life and work, whether it's it's, uh, exercise, whether it's taking care of yourself, whether it's marketing yourself, consistency rules the day. And so... Not not to make light of people who've had orders canceled, presentations canceled, product orders canceled. Again, my heart goes out to you. But you do have control over what you do to replace that business and to get you through this valley. And a valley it is. Absolutely. And that's, that's where I look at CEO math. You know, you can have some, some leaders add to a business, some subtract from a business, some multiply businesses, some are make it divisive. And then there's some, you know, exponential leaders. And it really comes back to the leader has to make the choice. And that leader, when it comes down to it, it's like we've probably said it several times before, the CEO study back in, in 2010 by IBM, global leaders said the key leadership trait that is needed is creativity. Because ultimately, the leader has to solve problems. And to solve problems well, to make good, good decisions, you have to be creative. So what, what does that mean for you, Mark, especially during this time? You've been through a number of valleys financially yeah. in this country. You know, it's at this point, we don't know how long we know how deep this valley is right now. We don't know how deep it'll go or how long. Where does creativity show up for you when you're 
in valleys. And of course, the prior to now um, would have been the economic meltdown in the fall of 2008. And then, of course, 9-11. And my response in both of those valleys, now, this is a different type of valley, and it's affecting the world. Yeah. Even when you look at 9-11, we started rebuilding the next day. Yeah. And it, and it was hard. But we don't, you know, this is an unknown. But I really believe, and I'm holding on to this with all my muscle and might, that we're going to be stronger and better on the other side of this. And so I encourage people, hang in there, keep your faith, get into second gear or even first gear with your business development strategies and with planting seeds and having more conversations. Now, as in 2008, as in uh, 9-11-2001, that question around creativity is in all three scenarios, number one, I created something new, a new program, a new product, a new presentation, a new service. Mm -hmm. When you create something new, it automatically infuses you with a new sense of enthusiasm. (laughs) Yes. Then number two, it gives you, it amps you up for going to the marketplace to meet and make new contacts. Yeah. The third thing that it does, it gives you a reason to go back to your past and current clients uh, with this new energy or enthusiasm. And so to me, the million dollar question is, how can you create something new and then shine a bright light on it (laughs) and and get excited about something? Because in this valley, if you take your existing menu to the marketplace, it's going to feel heavy. But if you're down or worried, you know, sometimes I say that your prospects can smell you on the telephone. (laughs) You know, they can smell your your hesitancy, your lack of confidence, your lack of enthusiasm. Quite frankly, I'm not a big fan of the, if you want to be enthusiastic, act enthusiastic. (laughs) Um, To me, it's about create something you're excited about and be enthusiastic about it. Absolutely. And Mark, what I hear you saying is you start off by saying, hang in there. But it was pretty clear to me, you're not saying hunker down in any way. You're saying hang in there in terms of we're going to, we have to ride through all the different uncertainties and emotions of this. But I hear you saying get into action and create something new. That's what you're talking about. Absolutely. There's no better time. Your excuses have been wiped out. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure that's true for some people, Mark. They're hanging on to some big excuses. The one I'm hearing right now often is, this is the one I'm hearing regularly. You know what? Everybody's distracted by this, so now's not a time to approach them. Loser. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. I'm sorry. I'm not sure I heard that. Loser. Thank you. All right. Tell us why you say that, Mark. Well, if you feel you need to give yourself some space and some grace to to just wallow for a week, okay, or three days, you've got my permission. But then then pull your head out. Yes. 
for many people. First, let's thank God we don't own an airline. <laughs> Or a movie, or a movie theater. Oh my gosh! Yes. Or a cruise ship. Um, I mean, we're we're small business America and small business around the world. If we have some international uh, listeners with us, your prospects and your marketplace, with rare exception, rare exception, are going to need you more tomorrow than they did yesterday. Yeah. It's our philosophy and our approach. And, and I think that the challenge becomes, how do we not sound like a salesperson? Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to get through this valley. And, and while people might not be able to, to quite give it a label or uh, to, to, put their, to put language around it, uh, my prediction is, is that as we move through this valley, our prospects and our customers are going to be looking for the truth. Yeah. They are going to demand or crave authenticity, congruency, conviction, compassion. And so if you, if you make those your ingredients for a new path or, you know, moving forward, you're going to be just fine. I hear that excuse all the time. And I, I mean, I don't promote violence. <laughs> at least, at least not physical violence. But I, I, I was a champion wrestler in high school. I just want to put somebody in a headlock when I, when I hear this phrase, well, Mark, I don't want to sound like a salesperson. Don't. Now there, there is an approach. There is language that you can use to not sound like a salesperson. Um, my, my sales mentor, author of the book, uh, Mastering the Complex Sale, mm. uh, his name is Jeff Toole, internationally renowned, wrote a great book, uh, Mastering the Complex Sale. But in, in his work, he talks about the difference between being a pest, a peddler, a professional and a prime resource. Ooh, really good. And, you know, I met Jeff in my early 20s. And that has been a, you know, I have been on a journey or a quest to position myself as a prime resource for the last 35 plus years. Gotcha. And so I don't want to sound like a salesperson out in the marketplace, and I don't sound like a salesperson. Mark, this is so rich, and it's even richer than I expected. Mm. And that's tough to do, knowing you. <laughs> it is tough. And it was, I laughed more than I thought. Which is, <laughs> this has been amazing material and information and ideas and perspectives. And it's, like I said, it's a good thing you're not a contrarian. But certainly, certainly fit the mold of the sage. So I do want to, I want to close off this with you, Mark, and ask you a couple of questions. We ask everyone, we call them our secret sauce questions. And one of those questions for you, Mark, you mentioned a book earlier, you mentioned some mentors, but if you were to think of one book that really jumps out that said, Hey, if you really want to accelerate and have more impact in the business development world or selling world, what's the book that comes to mind and why? The first book that comes to my mind is selling the dream by Guy Kawasaki. Guy is great. He was at Apple Computer when they introduced 
and created the evangelism behind the Macintosh computer. Yeah. And I think that book is a classic. It must have come out 20 some years ago. Um, and I've met Guy uh, along the way and just an outstanding individual. But the book Selling the Dream is just, it's one of my favorites. Well, that's great, Mark. Thank you. Uh, the other question is, I mean, you have so much wisdom you shared, but what would you offer to our audience in terms of a piece of wisdom that is the thing that jumps to top of mind that has the most impact for them going forward? Um, when you introduced me, Jeff, you shared that I had went on three 500-mile walks across Spain. The first Camino, I learned about commitment, the power of setting a goal to walk 500 miles and to reach Santiago. The second Camino, I learned about pace and finding your pace and consistency and the notion of what you do every day is more important than what you do once in a while. Mm. But it was my third uh, Camino that was the game changer. The one that I got lazy and I I didn't think there was much more for me to learn. (laughs) I thought, I've got to drill down. Walk slow, drink more water, take more breaks, find your pace. I'm going to be just fine. And St. James had a had another lesson in store. <laughs> and I think it was the morning of day four, I developed a blister on my left foot. And on my left foot, and I had good shoes, I know how to take care of my feet. But for the next 27 days, uh, it was like whack-a-mole <laughs> with blisters on my left foot. Oh, no. And it was excruciating. And I, on the evening of the 31st day, I hobbled into Santiago. And that was when you and I had our miracle uh, meeting. And I had to get up and over that hurdle every morning of searing pain in my left foot. And I had to get up and over that hurdle every day. And what came true for me on my third Camino is I had to walk whether I felt like it or not. Mm. And I never understood the power of resolve. And the, I, think, I think of all of the training, of all of the experiences that I have been through over the course of my 38 years of being my own boss, nothing more powerful to me in that no matter what you are charged with doing, uh, no matter what you feel you are called and compelled to do, no matter what you are passionate about delivering uh, in this world, I have to make these calls every day, whether I want to or not. I have to write a new book every other year, whether I want to or not. (laughs) I have to have two coffees a week, whether I feel like it or not. And so whatever, however you define the work for you, you have to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And I, I think the, I don't know if I would call it the sin, um, but but this notion or arrogance of, well, I can turn it on and turn it off. And I think the resolve today for people in business or people in sales is wafer thin. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, all my, my rings it goes back 460 some odd days of closing all my rings. So mm-hmm. it's like that thing right there has helped me to be more consistent with my morning routine, which has helped me be more consistent with life. Yeah. Well, I love that, Mark. Thank you for closing it out in such a beautiful way. And yeah, and really an emotional way. Cause I really, I heard you in that and you and I shared some similarities. You walked a lot further on that year. We both <laughs> limped into Santiago. Yeah. And I remember limping to dinner, both of us. And it was palpable. <laughs> and that was that thing of every day, get up and do it again, even if you don't want to. Love that. So, um, Mark, the last thing we always ask folks on the show is, you know, is there anything in particular you want to highlight, feature for us mm-hmm. that's going on for you? And also in there, let us know, let us know, uh, let folks know how to get in touch with you. Well, uh, thank you. And uh, if any of your listeners or viewers appreciated this interview, um, you can view a 45 minute luncheon speech uh, on my simple website uh, (laughs) on, on how to have your best year ever. Um, So if you, if you liked the interview, I think you would love the rounding out of my message today in a live 45-minute presentation. And my website is just simply markleblanc.com. And of course, my contact information is there. And feel free to send me an email, uh, anyone, or uh, watch the presentation. And and if, if I can be of good service, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, and that's M-A-R-K-L-E-B-L-A-N-C. Correct. Awesome. Thank you again, Mark. You have gifted me and Craig and everyone who's listening with your words and wisdom today. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. If you like this podcast, you'll love the Cartavera Tribe. The Cartavera Tribe is a community of growth-committed leaders who want to connect, engage, and grow themselves, their people, and their businesses. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, assessments, and events to challenge you and help you grow. And the Cartavera Tribe is a membership like none other. You'll get live access to Craig and Jeff where you can ask questions, as well as masterminds where you can get answers from other leaders who've already solved your greatest challenges. You'll have access to additional interviews and a variety of courses, tools, and resources to help you achieve your biggest goals. We have monthly game days where we have challenges and competitive games to help you grow your leadership capabilities. And you'll get a personal growth Sherpa who will guide you to help you reach your growth goals. To find out more, go to cartavera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. See you on the inside. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.